0: So once those boxes are checked for me, I have to move on and do something else. People who have been on this channel understand that I have gone through so many different phases. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the YouTube phase, the acting phase, there was the hosting phase, there's the food phase, and now I'm in my serial entrepreneur, entrepreneurial phase. Mm-hmm. I can, and I'll always go back to YouTube. YouTube is something that I'll never leave mm-hmm. because it was something that allows me to create things without red tape. And I've said this multiple times before, I love this platform because I don't have to ask somebody to create something, I just have to create it, whether it's good or bad.
1: The Angie's List you know and trust is
2: now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront
1: prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today.
0: In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. If you are watching this on video, I apologize. <laughs> Crazy. So before we left, oh, here's the dog. Can you see her? That's fine. Whatever. But if you're watching this on video right now, we are obviously not in the studio. We're actually at Barton Geo's place. If you guys don't know who Barton Gio is, Barton Gio are really good friends of ours in the YouTube space because uh, some of you apparently um, found this podcast through like. Just regular podcast shit. So uh, I've been trying to upload this video that I shot with my buddy, Sush. It's an interview slash musician type of thing. Uh, I don't know. Uploaded it three times and it didn't fucking work. So now we're back here doing a makeshift one because we have some ads that we have to read.
2: Well, Really? You're going to mention that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's honestly. I'm, I'm honest about everything.
2: Meru, come to the rescue for a last minute podcast. I could have
0: podcasted by myself. You could with that attitude, you can't what? help your husband out without throwing a little salt in the wounds.
2: How is that salt? I said, Mario come to the rescue." I said
0: tikkut dude.
2: You know, he's been saying he's been using this word called tikkut that I've been saying to him. He doesn't even know what it means, and he just uses it for everything.
0: I said because it makes her mad. It
2: like makes no sense.
0: So explain to people what uh, explain to people what t-kut is. It's
2: uh, t-kut, uh It's Korean word, and you use it people who hold grudges that's what it is See you no and then like they won't let it go so David I forget what the example was but basically I said sorry I did something and I was I apologize he would not let it go and I was like god you're such you have such ticket and he's like what does that mean I'm like
0: oh let me tell you what this girl, girl does. Yourself, okay you want to talk honey. about some ticket whatever that doesn't look, make it look okay. look,
2: all you have to say was thank you because I wasn't saying anything bad. I was like, hey, Miracle to you this the right rescue."
0: Let me let me tell you this right now. Yeah,
2: this thing doesn't end, guys.
0: Let me let me tell you this. A few we're, years
2: in, and we're still hey, vicaring.
0: Let me tell you something, okay? Uh, so no, no need day, to tell. Let you. me tell you the most deceptive <laughs> thing this girl ever did. This is this is some. <laughs> this is this is means no, no, for no, divorce. No, no, no.
3: no this is means I know. This, I this is means for no, no. divorce.
0: All right. <laughs> so we're in the room.
3: You're real, no,
2: let's not Please talk that, about that. Yes, we not, are. I'm about to have a new draw here. I can't have it. <laughs> Why, just in case someone listens who's under me,
0: this is okay.
2: No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Do it's a little have, bit too personal.
0: What's so personal about this? <laughs> so it's it?
2: very this personal. Is funny. Like, this is not something you would do in front of your parents, in front, in front of, like of course, we would, parents in law. No. Yeah.
0: No. You don't think I wouldn't tell the story?
2: No, you wouldn't do the action though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are we talking about the same story I, right now? In the bedroom, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Maybe okay. another, time. When, you another say, time. when
0: you say bedroom, now they're going to think it's a completely different type of thing.
2: Uh, <laughs> As, it's definitely not that. It's not. It's nothing not like that. that at all. <laughs> it's like, come on, it's the polar opposite We
0: need to of talk that. about this one though. This one's uh, funny. God. This was, it's not what anybody thinks.
3: (laughs) It's it's, not what you think.
0: But it's very, it's deception of her.
2: No, it's not. It's how you you imagined it, how you connected the dots, which is very different.
0: We're about to go to sleep, right? And (laughs) I walk outside the door (laughs) to fart (laughs) and I let one rip. (laughs) Right? And then the moment I fart, she goes, Oh, what's (laughs) that smell? And I and I pause and I'm like, hold on a second. How would you smell it if I literally just farted and you said it at the same time? That doesn't make any sense. And then she stops and she goes, Oh wait, it's me. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. I was very upset because
2: (laughs) yeah, why were you upset?
0: She tried to gaslight fart like me. (laughs) She
2: went. But what's the point of that? What would I gain out of that? Because
0: you try to make me feel like I was the disgusting fart one when it was you. You farted.
2: No, it's both of us because you did fart. Yeah, That's but the I, fact.
0: Yeah, but how do you smell a fart that literally came okay, right out?
2: Exactly, which is why your story doesn't make sense. It does what make really sense. What really happened on my end <laughs> is that I was preoccupied with my phone doing something. And then David was in the room, but he left the Room, which I didn't too even fart, know, like a gentleman, too, yeah. He went to go to, he went to, he went outside too fart, which I wasn't even aware of because I was so preoccupied with my phone. And the next thing I know, I smell something. I'm like, oh, what is that smell? So I turned around and he's there in front of the door. He's like, I she just farted. At, There's she no way he looked
0: at me like she was disgusted,
2: yeah, because the smell was disgusting. And then <laughs> he, he looked at me, he's like, I just farted. There's no way you could smell it. And then I connected the dots. I tracked back. I'm like, to oh, I think I might have farted, and I just didn't recognize it because I didn't hear anything, and it was my smell. And so I was like, oh, I think it's mine, and I admitted it. It wasn't the like audacity. I was trying to. So I said, oh, I'm so sorry, and I was cracking up because we were having two different stories in our head.
0: I have never felt and so I'm betrayed. Just like,
2: Let it go, because till the next morning, he was like. You're such a liar.
0: I can't believe. And I said, I apologize. Let it go.
2: You deacon man.
0: You were caught fart handed, dude. I've never.
2: So there it is. The bedroom was about fart. (laughs) The way that you
0: described the story made it sound like it was something about sex. And it was, I'm like, wait, it's not, Yo, we can't talk about it. It's it's in the bedroom. I'm like, it was about. Well, you
2: asked, you're like, are we talking about the same thing? I was like, the bedroom. That's the only (laughs) (laughs) thing. If I say fart, then they know what the story is about but it's fine. There it is. I hyped
0: it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let
2: it go, man.
0: It's the new year people. And um, this year went by so damn fast. Um, it did. Crazy, crazy fast. And like, I feel like every, it's funny like when you're younger and you're in high school or even like in junior high, like I remember everyday feeling so slow that I couldn't wait for the day to end. And now the moment I wake up, I blink and then it's nighttime. Every day goes by so damn quick. Like this year, I don't even remember what I did this year.
2: I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about this year? You always do New Year's resolution, right? I mean, were were able been, to achieve been, any? I mean, not
0: I mean, yeah, we got this well, it was the store. I mean, if you guys wanna know, like, I mean, Joe's been talking about it on his, you know, on his videos, but opening up the store in Hawaii was a fucking disaster. Like it yeah. was so hard and not even so much for me because Joe is the one mainly dealing with the operations side. Um, but to tell you the the amount of pain and struggle it took to open that store, we were supposed to open that store last a year ago. So, you know, for us, it was like, we were just bleeding money the whole time. And I think for me, if you guys, I mean, you guys already know, like I didn't grow up with a lot of money. So for me, Ever since I started YouTube, I've always had like a, the moment I started um, becoming financially stable, I never had my money go below a certain point mm. because I'm always scared. Like you don't, the, the, the biggest difference is like when you own a business or even when you're in entertainment, you don't know when your next paycheck is technically coming, right? Mm-hmm. And I was never a, a, a clout chasing YouTuber. I never really sold like snake oil stuff. So I didn't stack my money like other people did. I made good money. Mm -hmm. right but i invested my money into a lot of things for example secret society the the jumbi franchise well all that money that i saved up i threw into the store in hawaii so which was kind of uh scary because the original investment that i was supposed to put in wasn't the amount that it ended up being and none of us could account for that because of all the bullshit that happened in hawaii with like Um, government scandals and everything else so it kind of pushed everything a year back so just to give you guys like an example I'm not going to give you the exact number but the amount of money that I put in was uh, half the amount that I put in towards at the end so that other half was supposed to be my cushion I lost all that cushion I have never had my account damn near close to zero before in the last 10 years so it was a very very scary idea for me it's not the fact that I couldn't make money or I wasn't going to make money but the, when you kind of grow up in, uh, with like a scarcity mentality of like thinking that you're not, you don't know where your next paycheck's going to come from, you don't know if you could pay your bills. When that thought came back into my head, I felt like I was like 18 years old all over again.
1: Mm. And
0: that was very uncomfortable for me, especially because we're married now, right? And I know we don't have a kid yet, but the idea of not being able to like support myself or have money for emergencies bothers me, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, let's say my parents needed money. I don't have the money to give them anymore. That was how much cushion I had and all of that fucking disappeared. So the last I say, I mean, most of you guys don't know this just because we're doing, you know, podcast stuff. And, you know, this is a comedy podcast and I don't really care to tell people about my personal issues that I'm going through unless I've resolved it and I have something to offer after. Mm. Like as I'm solving things and I'm figuring things out, I don't want to hear shit from other people, Mm. right? I want to be able to, you know, talk to my community and figure what I have to do when it comes to... um. Resolving these issues before I go ahead and I talk about it openly. Yeah. So there's, none of this was resolved. So because it wasn't resolved, I did not want to talk about it on the podcast because that's just me complaining to people. Yeah. And I don't want to complain. I hate fucking complaining unless the complaint ends with a joke.
2: So did you have a resolution? What? Do you? How did you resolve it? Or like, how are you coping? Well, with the that? store
0: opened. <laughs> that's that's how it resolved. But it.
2: financially, like, how are you coping that side of it?
0: There is nothing to cope. Now the store's open, so I don't feel that so bad.
2: Oh really? Yeah. That's how you, oh, okay.
0: Because if, if I'm just bleeding money mm. every fucking month, it's it's crazy. Especially because you're not seeing any profit come out of the end. Right. So like I was bleeding I was bleeding more money than I was making, which doesn't happen. How is me. it now? Well now it's the store's running so now i don't have to put so much money into the store and we still have like some back bills that we have to pay obviously because of uh the extra construction that we had to do but now that the store's going up in waikiki it's, it's going pretty well um mm. but you know that's the risk that a lot of people don't want to take that yeah. i think that a lot of people with the entrepreneur mind um we understand those risks it's like big risk big reward right um which is not for everybody. And that's what I figured out, too, because uh, when I went back home to Sacramento, um, I was telling people, like, you know, my close friends about what's going on. and
3: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
0: genius brain listeners this podcast is brought to you by hero bread listen i've talked about hero bread a million times over and i'm telling you right now they have some of the best guilt-free bread i've ever had in my life and i'm not just saying that i'm talking about taste and texture wise you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying, it's so freaking good you could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. i mean they even have burger breads right so if you want to make a, a fire ass burger they got like tortillas too for their if you if you eat breakfast brio as much as i do dude money it's so freaking good it's hard to say which one of my favorite stuff is just because like if i'm gonna make a wrap or i'm gonna do any type of sandwich of any sort i'm gonna use hero bread because i get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite so genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering ten percent off your order for their new recipe. Go to Hero dot and use code Genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S one zero at hero dot
1: You can live out your master chef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
0: Because I think from the outside perspective, everybody thinks I'm balling, right? That I'm that I'm this highly successful person and you know, which I am successful, but not to the extent that they think that I am. (laughs) So when they go, oh, like you'll talk to some friends and Mm then go, oh, the rich guy is coming through. I'm like, in what sense am I rich? I'm like, I've invested all my, like I told him, I had a conversation with a friend back home, I was like, I guarantee you if I open my bank account right now, you'd be surprised how little money I have in it Mm
3: -hmm. compared
0: to you, right? Mm -hmm. And what I was telling him is that you and I gamble differently. Mm. You want to wake up every day to a nine to five, Mm. make sure that there's a safe paycheck in there. Mm -hmm. And then you have your fun outside uh, of your job, Mm. which is really fucking dope. Mm. For me, I make risks and I gamble all the time. So in terms of what I have in the bank account is not very much, I guarantee you have way more money in your account than I do. So it's just a different type of lifestyle. So I probably say about like 80% of the money I've made, I invested into all these businesses in Mm. the last like four or five years.
2: Remember, you're saying you were saying that you like to be in chaotic situation.
0: This is too much chaos, though. <laughs> this year was a little too much chaos. It was a little more than I could handle.
2: Well, that's why you and I are kind of different, very different, polar opposite in that situation. Because I'm someone who likes to be in the safe zone, nine to six, having paycheck come every weekly, bi-weekly, whatever, and have the safe money come in I I don't know if I have like you you have the personality to kind of gamble and risk that situation and maybe it's a good thing that we don't have the same type of personality in that sense because I like to have my safe income
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I play it relatively safe compared to I think a lot of other serial entrepreneurs. Mm. And a lot of my motivation <clears throat> comes from like reading things about other people who are highly successful and reading about how many times they failed. Like, you know, people like Walt Disney, like the amount of times that man has failed before he struck gold once is kind of ridiculous. It's like, I I, I can't remember, I read it years years ago mm. um, when I was looking for like inspiration, but he probably failed like, I don't know, like 60 something times, multiple businesses, multiple ideas. And then he created this empire. And that's the thing that kind of motivates me Mm. because I can go throughout life and just coast. Coasting is not a problem. I think most people enjoy that. Um, And what I mean by coasting, I'm not saying that you're sitting there and just wasting your life away. That's not what I mean at all. I'm saying that there's like a steady route that people can take and they can enjoy and love life the way that Mm -hmm. they do. I want to create something that's going to leave a a lasting impact. I, I did it in you know, like the Asian American sense of entertainment when YouTube first started, mm. that box is checked. Mm. So for me, you know, people are like, how come you didn't want to reach towards the, uh, the two million or three, like more, so- why? There's, it does nothing for me. Mm. The, mom- the moment I hit 500,000 subscribers, nothing mattered anymore. Why? Because I proved that I could do this. Why so,
2: 500? Wh-
0: I think 500 was just a mark for me. I was like, oh, no. I got 500, then it became a million. And then it almost hit two mil. When, it hit, when I hit that million mark, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't feel good. It didn't feel like a, a piece of accomplishment. It's just like, oh, it's just more subscribers. That's all that it felt. Hmm. So once those boxes are checked for me, I have to move on to do something else. People who have been on this channel understand that I have gone through so many different phases. Hmm. Um, there was the YouTube phase, the acting phase, there was the hosting phase, there's the food phase. And now I'm in my serial entrepreneur neural phase. Mm-hmm. I can and I'll always go back to YouTube. YouTube is something that I'll never leave mm-hmm. because it was something that allows me to create things without red tape. And I've said this multiple times before. I love this platform because I don't have to ask somebody to create something. I just have to create it, whether it's good or bad. Um, and then it allows me to kind of work out these ideas. I don't, so what if I don't book another movie or you know do something else in acting? I've already done it like two or three times. So it's like. It never feels that's that's how I knew I was different from other actors. When actors book something, they feel excited about it, not just because of the paycheck. It's because they get to put all their work into a character that they've worked on for so long. For me, that only happens if I really, really enjoy the project. But in my position now, beggars can't be choosers. Hmm. But I don't want to be a beggar. Like hmm. I don't care to. Like I don't care to work this you know TV spot for a thirty second spot. And they go, well, this is a great opportunity. I was like, for who? I I don't care if I'm on this TV show or not for 30 seconds. I don't care if my face is on this damn show. It doesn't matter to me.
2: Does any of that perspective change has changed for you being from single to a married man?
0: I don't think so. I think the biggest change for us is going to be when we have a kid. The, The other reason why I wanted to open a business is because if we do have a kid and we have a family... Right, Because I don't know what's going to happen with this. If I delved my whole life into entertainment, you would never see me. It would be like in the beginning stages of our relationship. Mm -hmm. I was up all night living super unhealthy, um, kind of just focusing on the craft. I mean, a lot of money and a lot of opportunities came out from that. Mm -hmm. But I was pretty miserable, Mm -hmm. right? Super unhealthy. I can never go back to being that person again. Like Mm -hmm. not sleeping, not caring about my health, just sitting there in a room writing all day. Uh, Some people enjoy that. Because their end goal is for wh- whatever the craft, or it could be craft or the notoriety, but those are the sacrifices that you have to make. Everything that I've read from people that I look up to in terms of reaching their level of greatness, they sacrificed everything: hmm. their personal relationships, their times with spent time with their family, vacations, whatever. Right? Um, and that's great for them. I can't do that. I did that for too long, and I I garnered a certain amount of success. But that success wasn't worth the amount of time that I spent not doing things that I enjoyed and being around the people that I care about. So, those are the things that I can't get back. So, um, I think I had my time with that and Mm. I enjoy it. And now I'm trying to balance both out. If I wanted to be very, and I'm saying not in a very, not in a cocky way too, right? And I'm learning to kind of understand um, how to really appreciate my level of skills without feeling like I'm like I'm undeserving of the things that I've worked hard for. And so when I say this, it's not that I'm being cocky it's me understanding how hard of a worker I am. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to, and I gave up everything, I said, I'm going to be an actor. I guarantee you I'm snatching everybody's fucking roles. Not because I'm talented. I just worked that much harder than everybody else. I know for a fact, anything that I put my mind to, whether it's gonna take 10 to 20 years from now, I'll get those fucking things. Like, I don't give a fuck. I, I genuinely believe in terms of like, cause I enjoy acting, right? I just don't care about the business and everything that comes around it. Mm-hmm. If I dedicated my life, if I cut everything out, All I did was care about the craft, acting, and all this other stuff. I'm snatching every fucking one of your roles out there. Every fucking male Asian actor, your role, I will take it right from under you because I'm just better than you. Because I guarantee you I would work that much harder than you. When you're working 20 hours, I'm working 24.
2: Is there a time that's going to happen?
0: No, I just don't care for it. and That's (laughs) that's what I figured out, though, during that acting thing, right? Hmm. Because even uh, early on when I was signed to a big agency... They were shocked. They were like, okay, we're gonna put you out there. Um, these, these people don't know who you are. And I was getting callbacks for major roles, and they, they were super excited that, like, you normal, normally, like, your first year of acting, when you go in, you don't get like three or four callbacks mm-hmm. for these major television shows. So they were really excited. Then I didn't wanna do it anymore, and they got pissed at me. So, and, and it wasn't because I was disappointed because I didn't get the roles, because the callbacks were great. Mm-hmm. It's just I didn't care for the projects. Hmm. And I just kept auditioning for things that I thought were terrible. I didn't think it what was- What
2: about good, uh, like how much were they gonna provide you? Was it gonna was it gonna be worth it? You don't
0: it? you don't know what the money is. Oh, you don't. No, hmm. you don't know what the money is. You just you're auditioning, and then that stuff comes later. So, but then I did other things that I cared about, which was jubi hmm. right? So, and the podcast, and those things were a lot more fulfilling. Hmm. So you know, f- like figuring my way out this this whole past year has been. Very interesting. Or it's, it doesn't even feel like a year. I would say three years because COVID put a, a halt on everything. Yeah, Everything fucking stopped. So I, I really, it was a good and a bad thing because all of us got to reevaluate what was important to us. Hmm. right? And I found out that though I do enjoy acting, if you send me an audition, I'm going to try my best to get that role. Hmm. But if I don't get it, it doesn't affect me at all. Like when a role, when even when I love a role hmm. and I kill it, I get like two, three callbacks and I don't get it. I go, okay, and I just move on. But I see other actor friends where it devastates them. Mm. And that's because that's how passionate they are about mm. their work. And I don't have that. I don't mm. have that part where I care. I and mean, it's a good and a bad thing, right? Because I can go on about my day and and move on and feel okay. Mm. But I think in order to be in this acting space, you have to be like them.
2: That passion. You
0: have to have that passion. It has to hurt when you when you put all of your life effort into a role and you don't get it. Mm. It has to hurt. That's how you'll become successful in this because... They're doing the things that I'm saying that I could do if I cared, mm. right? So when I see my friends like Lawrence, he booked this show on the CW as, mm. a, as a series regular. I see his passion for acting. Mm. He could take any shit role or script and he could make it great. And that's what makes him an amazing fucking actor. nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups
2: on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's
1: mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. and so um when i'm in this acting space it's only because i have opportunities because um, I had a, a project that went to Sundance, and I've had these projects online that people can see so they see that I could fill this role, mm. um, which I'm very much grateful for. But if I don't pursue this, it's, they're not going to keep knocking on my door. So, you know.
2: I mean, that in a way, that's kind of good because then it's just less competition <laughs> for those who are out there. Like, they're actually working with folks who want to keep that passion going. Yeah. But then what is. I mean, do you have passion for any other things? Then? Just this
0: business. I want this business to do well. Do I, I have to check it off. Uh. If it's not checked off, it's gonna bother me for What's the rest of my fucking life. Uh
2: do it well though?
0: It has to make money.
2: Do you have like a certain time of how much money?
0: No, there's no certain time. It just has to be profitable. Like it's profitable now, but it's not enough to like, mm. for us to live off of. Mm. So unless that happens, then it's not checked off. This box has to be checked. If it's not checked, I'm not moving on from it, mm-hmm. can't do it. It has to be checked off. So Jumbi has been going on now for about five years. Mm. So until we get to that point where either we all decide to shut it down mm. or we move forward, then the box is not checked off, but the business is still going uh, into successful.
2: Oh, you mean the, co- corp- the company? Yeah, this is a
0: bucket anyway. list thing. I want to have a very successful franchise. So, cause acting will always be there. Entertainment will always be there. YouTube will always be there. I have no problem going back. I could do YouTube till I'm sixty, 70 years old. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, but this part of my life is the chapter's not closed yet. Um,
2: is that your last check?
0: No, I have a lot more checks. There's that. I'm trying to get like buff, really <laughs> <Yeah>. once,
3: <laughs> and then, really,
0: yeah, and then um, I did like the the kickboxing stuff. So that's kind of already checked.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Um. But this is the last last thing that uh, that hasn't that I've been working on for a long time that hasn't been checked off. I mean, we have like six open stores and we're franchising like three three more or something like that, mm. um, which is great. But until I see like that fat check come in from it, where it feels like financially I'm stable from it, then this is just a pipe dream. Mm. And I know like I always say like money's not a motivation, but opening a business is money is the motivation, right? Because if this money comes in, it allows me the freedom to do other things that I want. Mm. But a lot of things I can't do because I don't have the fun for it. Mm. So for me, I decided to gamble, take all the money I saved up, throw it into this franchise.
2: Ah. Uh. I don't really do New Year Resolution anymore. Why? I don't know. I think I could have my goals, which just because we have New Year's coming up doesn't mean that my goals change. And I've come to realization that I could do only so much with my goals, but I can't control what the universe has for us, right? Like COVID comes around. You know, if we had, if my new resolution is to do something that's like traveling or like do something that is, you know, interacting with people, but COVID comes around and Lord behold, like it's not, it's not just three weeks, it's a year, two, maybe three even. And, you know, it could be longer than that. It's just such a disappointment for me. Like I had such high expectation and like motivation to do something, but something like that comes around. I just I just wanna be, I just wanna set expectation that's more realistic where I don't get disappointed to my, in myself.
0: Yeah, but why would you get disappointed from a new year's goal though?
2: Because the goal is to accomplish those, right? But if you can't do it, I get disappointed. That's just who I am. Mm. Um, so I, I like to keep it more realistic and if anything else achieve more than what I set myself for, Mm. then it's me coming around like, Oh, I did more than what I expected. And I rather feel that (laughs) I rather feel better about myself doing that doing more than what I expected than having a whole list and not able to achieve them.
0: Yeah, but New Year's goals aren't, even if you set a New Year's goal, if you don't achieve it, as long as you work towards it, I've, I kind of consider it the same thing.
2: That's a difference, right? That's a difference of how...
0: Because I think it? sometimes people don't achieve their New Year's goals because they set their uh, sights too high.
2: Could be, yeah. It's and,
0: like, this year my business is going to blow up. It's yeah. like, how how, how how do you... Yeah,
2: like so the, it's like the mindset of that, you know, people are very passionate about it. They're gonna oh, I'm going to open it, I'm going to be successful with it. It could happen. And you know if you manifest it, it could happen. Um, so
0: you don't have any goals for next year?
2: I didn't say that. I do have goals, but I think it's just, it's not like a bucket list of like, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna do. Cause next year it's gonna be a very different lifestyle. Uh, there's a lot of events happening and I'm just, my goal is to make sure I'm sane. <laughs> Sane and healthy, I think that's what it is. I think the past few years during COVID, mentally, it was a challenge for me, just working from home, um, which is something that I realized that I'm very not fond of. I like to work at the company, meet my coworkers, engage in person. However, it's not really part of my industry anymore. We all work remotely. There is hybrid, but um, You know, it's just not the same. And so trying to figure out how to cope with that and get myself together, I still feel like I'm kind of building myself to see, you know, to be who I was or like be the new me. Uh, I feel like I'm still somewhat broken. So I want to make sure I'm wholesome um, and able to overcome some of the events that are coming around next year.
0: I mean, because you're starting a new job.
2: Yes, I'm also starting a new drop. Um, I'm really excited and also very anxious, just because it's it's a whole new industry. Um, but I think I'll be fine with that. And then I want to make sure that we could travel as much as we can next year. I think it'll be like one of our like last time, really traveling solo. You know, we kind of pushed that out, and we've been traveling with friends and family. But hopefully. We could get some like solo trips that we've been wanting to do. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, every every year there's like new goals that everybody sets. And I, I think that uh, for like the younger people who are listening or even adults, I think when you don't achieve your goals, it's not something to look as if you failed because you can always just push it over to the next year as long as you kind of progress forward, right? So. I think that's why people get disappointed in themselves a lot. They kind of set their goals so high that if it doesn't happen, they look at it as a complete failure, but you never know what's going to happen. So it's always good to, I think, to set things that you try to achieve because for me, it's about incremental steps, right? So if Mm. somebody just, so for example, let's say, you do want to go into the acting field and you're like, I'm going to book a series regular Mm. and it doesn't happen. Do you not put that goal for the next year after? or does it stop right there, Mm -hmm. right? But maybe you got callbacks, Mm -hmm. maybe your acting got better. Mm -hmm. Maybe you filled in like certain gaps that you didn't do before. Mm -hmm. So you did achieve the goal to a certain extent. It just didn't happen in the way that you wanted it to. And you know, life is long. So if it doesn't happen this year, then you could, if it's still important to you, then do it again next year and get better and better and better after that.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I think it's just um, based on person, that's just who I am and based on my personality, I like to make sure that I make um, goals that are definitely achievable. I used to be someone who would have a whole list and be pretty aggressive in my schedule, um, but I come to realize that I'm not that person anymore. And so I need to kind of hold, step back and be more realistic. And like you said, you know, take small steps. And figure out how to get that motivation or inspiration back so that there are, you know, big goals that I have at the end in my life that I want to really be proud of. Like, you know, having my grandma's uh, children's book, you know, that was something that I had a goal years ago to finish, but just because of, you know, situation in our, in our world and Uh, inspiration it's been delayed and that's like one of the things it's like such a disappointment but i don't want that disappointment lead to me not doing it as i i'm still gonna do it but i need to figure out how to bring that inspiration back motivation back and that's where i need to figure out next year too
0: yeah Well, great. Well, guys, uh, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. It's a short episode. We're uh, headed out to Utah to go do some shit. But of course, uh, had to get one in because I can't miss it. Most likely, we're probably not gonna, I mean, if you're watching this on the video side, we're probably not gonna do the video. Um,
2: You had a whole introduction of this setting.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't look good. So it bothers me. (laughs) It bothers me a lot
2: high expectation
0: yeah but we'll see but a uh, genius brain every sundays at 12 p.m next year we'll get it on point we're gonna do a, a few changes um but it's gonna be fun hope you guys achieve 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 your new year's goals and uh we'll see you all in the next year if you didn't enjoy this episode as much as the other one my bad it was last minute it is what it is enjoy it either way love you guys
3: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's dot com.
0: Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, They have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life. And I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this. And it was freaking delicious. If I if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of – I mean they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire-ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their – if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do. Dude, money. It's so freaking good. It's hard to say which one of my favorite stuff is just because like – if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt, and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S U S one zero at Hero.
3: Listen up! I won't sugarcoat
0: it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up!